Welcome to my podcast, NYC Gal Out, about a New York City gal who is out and about. A podcast dedicated to entertainment news and pop culture headlines. You can listen to NYC Gal Out on Spotify, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, guys, let's get into it. Hey everyone! So on our last episode with Lindsay,、um, I had told Lindsay that Bryn Whitfield didn't really fit in with the Roni cast because she's originally from Indiana and then she moved out to LA and she was part of the LA scene. So you know she hasn't been part of the New York scene for a very long time, and it was kind of like a weird thing for her to be cast. And we both came up with like. Dearies for why she was probably asked to be one of the cast members, and then I had told Lindsay. I said, you know, that she wasn't meant to be the sixth housewife. The sixth housewife was meant to be this woman named Lissy, and neither one of us could remember what the hell Lissy's last name was. And then、um, I asked Lindsay if she knew who I was talking about. Lindsay said yes. That、um, from what she can recall, that Lissy. Stop filming because she was getting anti-Semitic attacks, and I stated to Lindsay, I was like, "Well, that doesn't make sense because Aaron is Jewish, so why wasn't Aaron experiencing any anti-Semitic attacks? That doesn't, you know, something smells fishy." Basically, I just recapped one of our episodes for you guys, <laughs> but、um, you know. I said that I was going to Google the shit out of this. I was going to research and do a deep dive to find out what the hell was going on because it didn't make sense. It didn't pass the smell test. On a follow-up episode, Lindsay had told me that、um, she actually found out that there was rumors, allegations that Lizzie's husband had used a racial slur and that it was causing controversy. So that's why they decided to bow out. So. Okay, that makes a little bit more sense because again, that whole anti-Semitic thing—it didn't really seem to float on water with me. Because if that was true, why wasn't Aaron? Like, why would it only be one person? Why wasn't Aaron experiencing any of that? So, okay, we're going to get into it. Lissy Savaski actually left Roni after behind-the-scenes controversy. So she was going to be a brand new member of Bravo's revamped, racially diverse Real Housewife of New York City show, and we all know that you know Roni season thirteen. There was a whole big controversy where they didn't even have a reunion because the first black Roni cast member, Albany K. Williams, she. Actually, accused Ramona Singer, an old white lady, woman, whatever,、um, of being racist towards her, right? Of like using the N word and whatever else. We don't know if that's true or not, but they probably did not want to mess around with Albany K. Williams because she is a lawyer. One thing that they do not want to mess around is with somebody who knows the law. I'm not sure if Albany still practices law or not, but I'm I'm sure she is. Um, well known, well known, well connected enough to realize that no, this is not going to be something where 
you know, you're going to send some producer to talk to me and I'm going to be quiet about it. I'm definitely going to make a stink about it. I mean, they didn't even have a reunion. That was how big of a stink it was. And then they re-ramped it, the whole thing. They did a reboot of the whole entire thing. So I am sure that's why Miss Savasky and her husband was told goodbye. There's the door. But we're getting a little ahead of ourselves. So let's get into it. Okay, so uh, last Wednesday, we reported that Lizzie Savosky, whose name we couldn't even freaking remember, like we couldn't remember her last name, um, had left the show before she even wrapped her first season, season saying that she suffered a wave of anti-Semitic uh, attacks. And that, that was what Lindsay had ar- uh, originally told us on air that when I said to her, like, do you know why she left? Because like, why would she leave? Lindsay had said it was because, you know, she, the allegation was that she claimed that she experienced a lot of anti-Semitic attack. And then I said to Lindsay, well, that doesn't make sense. What about Aaron? Didn't she experience anything? (laughs) So, uh, that was last Wednesday for you guys who missed that episode. Go check it out. Anyway. So this is according to Lizzie, Lizzie Savasky. From the time it was announced that I was joining the cast, she said, I was on the receiving end of a torrent of anti-Semitic attacks. As this continued, I realized that this path was no longer right for me and my family. This is the narrative that she's going with, and this is the narrative that she's putting out there. As Lindsay loves to say all the time, that Bravo, they really like to just kind of, they they don't like to fire, or they don't, fire housewives the same way that like other companies or businesses would fire someone when bravo fires you they just basically don't give you a contract or they give you a shitty contract and they let you put whatever narrative you want to put out there you know danielle stop she obviously was fired but she likes to put out that narrative that it was her decision to go no it wasn't danielle but okay anyway but you know danielle stop like for the last freaking 15 years has been telling everybody that she left the only one who actually left was dina manso and she like homegirl left like in the middle of season two like she she was just like i am so done with this and she literally left like in the middle of the season in season two but yeah, I I do believe that, that Bravo, you know, they let these housewives put whatever narrative that they want to put out there about why they're leaving or why they're no longer on the cast or why they were giving the boot or why they were not asked back or whatever. And this is Lissy's narrative. Um, so now as, it's, now as it turns out, though, in fact, things went off the rails big time when Savasky was filming a scene with co-star Bryn Whitfield and it got worse from there. So... During my research, I actually learned that Bryn is half black. I didn't realize that. So when I was watching the third episode and Bryn goes, white people are so weird. I was thinking to myself, that makes no sense. Isn't she white? I mean, she didn't look white to me, like how a German person or an Irish person would look white. But I thought she would be like Mediterranean because my son's half Italian and my son likes to call himself spicy white. Like I actually asked my son, I I was like, you know, what do you consider yourself? And he says, I tell people I'm mixed. And then I said, when you tell people you're mixed, what do you tell them? And he says, I tell them I'm half Asian and I'm half spicy white. I'm like, what the fuck is spicy white? And he was like, oh, but you know, like I don't consider myself white. 
the same way that I would consider like an Irish person white or a German person or like a Swedish person white, but like, you know, like Greek or Spanish or Portuguese or like Italians, they're like spicy white. Basically what my son was trying to say is Mediterranean, which is true because like even in Europe, when you talk to like Europeans, you know, you have the white people who are Irish and German and whatever. But if you ask um, like people who are Greek or Italian or Portuguese or Spanish, if you ask them like, and, and you know, and, and if they actually speak English <laughs> they and you ask them like, you know, what are you or what do you consider yourself? A lot of them will say I'm Mediterranean and, and that's, you know, that's the ethnic group that they consider themselves or not ethnic group, but that's the regional location that they consider themselves to be. They, they'll say I'm Mediterranean. So yeah, I thought Bryn Whitfield was a spicy white girl, but she, she actually is half black. She's mixed. So we're told that this all turned out to be another racial controversy because um okay so we were told that Whitfield asked Orthodox Jew Lizzie Savosky who has a reputation as a matchmaker if she set her up with a Jewish man but Savosky said that while she has no problem with Jews dating Gentiles she prefers only to set up Jews with other Jews sources said she added that orthodox jews favor marriages between jews to preserve the ethnic lineage we're told that she explained that judaism is not just a belief system but also an ethnic group of people so lizzie is absolutely correct she is not wrong in um, saying that and she was not being racist when she was explaining that to Bryn. it is true because ethnic the Jewish people are very unique in that they're not only an ethnic group, but they're also a religious faith. Like, so if you met a Korean people, they don't go around saying, I'm a Korean Catholic. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you met a Korean people and then you ask a Korean people, like, if you ask a Korean person, what are you? They'll just say, I'm Korean. You know, they, they don't go and say, I'm Korean Catholic or Korean protestant or whatever they just say i'm korean but jewish people when you ask a jewish person what are they they say i'm jewish and now there are some people who understand that being jewish is an actual ethnic group an ethnic identity but there are some people who i'm guessing like Bryn, who don't see it that way or don't understand it and just see it as like a religious a, a religious faith the same way that being Catholic or being Muslim or being Hindu is a religious faith, right? But here's the thing about Bryn. Bryn grew up in Indiana. And now before you guys say blah, 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 let me tell you, I actually lived in Indiana. Uh, as a matter of fact, Indiana was the last state that I lived in before we moved to Kansas. So in Indiana, okay, and, and we didn't live in no podunk town in indiana we we lived in a you know pretty um well i wouldn't say it was diverse i mean everybody was white over there so what am i talking about but we lived in like the outskirts of indianapolis so it wasn't like we were out in the boonies is what i'm trying to say but you know the whole state of indiana is like 97 percent white and then you know there's columbus indiana uh the birthplace of mike pence and Columbus, Indiana is more diverse because they have this huge corporation called um, Cummins. Is it Cummins or Cummins? I don't know. But anyway, and because they have this big 
huge corporation there, they bring in a lot of other people from other countries, from other nationalities that go in there because it's a. I think they're headquarters there, and that's why there's a lot of diversity in Columbus, Indiana, and also because um, a lot of the military also live out in the Columbus area. So you also have anywhere that you have the military, you're going to have diversity. So um, Columbus is a little bit more diverse and Indiana, uh, Indianapolis is a little bit more diverse. But for the, but the overall state of Indiana is 97% white. So even though Bryn is a mixed child and she's half black, I don't think that she is um, educated in you know, the Jewish ethnic faith or group or whatever. The only reason I am is because, you know, I, I, I got my, um, I got my social studies, whatever, Majika. Oh, Jesus Christ. I can't even think of it. I'm, I'm getting like brain fart today. Um, I had my, um, social studies license, teaching license to teach the youth of America history social studies basically and so you know that that is one of the reasons why i know that you know the jewish people are a very distinct ethnic group um where you know their religious faith is also distinguishable in making them also an ethnic group and also you know just from growing up in new york city i mean come on i'm from new york city and this is why i say this is why I say Bryn does not fit into the group. You know, she's she's an Indiana girl and she moved out into L.A. She does not fit into New York City. If she fit into New York City, she would understand the, the, the dynamics. Because let me tell you, Flushing, Queens, all Jewish. Brooklyn, all Jewish. You know, like certain areas of New York City is all Jewish. Like I grew up, I, I actually had an Israeli boyfriend when I was like 18 years old. And, and so like, I know like all this stuff and, and it was crazy because he wasn't, he wasn't orthodox. He was like more contemporary, modern, but he still went to synagogue. He still kept the Jewish faith. He kept kosher. Like, I remember we would like go to McDonald's and like, I'm so serious. He would not eat a cheeseburger. And I would be like, why won't you eat a cheeseburger? That's my little baby squealing in the background in case you guys are wondering what that little high-pitched squeal was. She's learning to talk and I don't know, maybe she's just mimicking the way I talk. I never thought I squealed though, but who knows? But anyway, um, yeah, so like he would not even eat a cheeseburger because he would be like, you know, that's against our laws. Like it, it was against their dietary laws where you can't, you cannot mix dairy products with um with meat products so he never ate a cheeseburger he never ate bacon he would never eat lobster or clams or anything i was very surprised in one of the uh, in one of our episodes um our topic frenzy episodes with uh lindsay i said to lindsay i said it was i was actually really surprised that aaron because i thought aaron kept kosher because you know when we saw aaron's family we saw them wearing the yarmulke on their heads so i thought that they kept kosher and whatever but obviously not because aaron was like eating oysters in the hamptons right so that's one of the dietary restrictions that they can't eat they can't eat shellfish anyway um so what this Lissy woman, Lissy Savosky, what she was trying to explain to Bryn Whitfield was not incorrect. She was absolutely correct. She was correct. And, and maybe she didn't explain it 
the right way to Brynn. But I gotta say, and I said this to Lindsay also, I said to Lindsay that I feel like Brynn was brought on to be the shit stirrer, to be the troublemaker, to be the drama queen, to basically start the drama. So I'm sure that even while Lizzie was trying to explain this to Brynn during that scene, Brynn was probably making a whole song and dance and making something out of nothing just to create controversy and drama. But of course, you know, nobody wants drama with racism. So, or, or nobody even wants the notion or the accusation or even the suggestion of it. So, um, so while I totally agree with Lizzie and that she is not wrong in saying what she did, or she's not wrong in trying to explain her perspective on her people and her faith and her ethnic group to Bryn, who is not Jewish, because here's something else that a lot of people don't know. In order for you to be considered Jewish, your mother has to be Jewish. Okay, it's not like one of those faiths where you could just convert. It's not like, oh, okay, well, I decided to be Christian, so I'm going to be Protestant and get myself baptized and whatever. It's not like that. It's like you are born a Jew if your mom is a Jew. So that's why, like, even in, like, and, and look, I don't want to go into a, a dark topic, but this is basically a history lesson, and this is something that I would teach um well, I mean, if, if, if I was in a classroom, this would be something, this would be a topic that I would have to teach as part as social studies, the Holocaust. During the Holocaust, you would consider a Jew if your mother was a Jew, because there was a lot of people who were not religious Jews. They were just Jewish by name. You know, they, they were not, they didn't keep the faith. They didn't go to synagogue. They didn't observe the high holidays. They didn't do anything of that source. They ate bacon, they ate lobster, they ate cheeseburgers, whatever. But during the Holocaust, how they would consider you Jewish was if your mother was a Jew, you would be Jewish. And they based that on the fact that that was how the um, Jewish religious leaders would consider if somebody was Jewish or not. If your mother was Jewish, you would be considered Jewish. That was how they based it in the Jewish faith and then the the Nazis basically hijacked that and turned that into something horrific to use that against the Jewish people um, and it, it was very sad because a lot of um, there, there were a lot of Jewish people that were interracially married um, where they were not practicing their faith um, or, or they were not observant of the Jewish faith you know they were just Jewish by name and they would marry like they, they would have like German husbands or French husbands or Italian husbands or whatever husbands and like you know it, it wasn't part of their faith or, or like it or they would be a Jewish man and and he would marry like some you know German woman or vice versa or whatever and but the Nazis would consider you Jewish if your mother was Jewish. And it was because they basically stole that very sacred concept from the Jewish people to use it in their awful, horrific crimes against humanity. Um, and so 
I feel like, look, I don't freaking know Bryn or Lissy, but I feel like when Lissy was trying to, in that scene that we're never ever going to see, because Bravo is never ever going to <laughs> ever air that scene. And if they have a copy of that scene, they probably, uh, they would be smart to burn it. But anyway, um, but I feel like in whatever scene that was, that that Lissy was trying to explain to Bryn you know, that Judaism is not just a belief system, that it is also an ethnic group of people and that Orthodox Jews are trying to preserve their ethnic lineage by marrying other Jewish people. I don't think that she was wrong. I don't think that maybe she didn't explain it correctly in the best way because something like that is always hard two things you never talk about you never talk politics and you never talk religion that's just the gold standard for everything no politics no religion but maybe Bryn didn't understand what Lissy was trying to explain because Bryn is not Jewish and that was a concept that she didn't understand and and maybe Bryn took it the wrong way I understood it I understood it like as soon as I was doing my research to find out what the fuck happened I understood it right away as soon as I read it and that's just because you know from from my educational background this was something that I had to do to get my licensure but somebody else probably wouldn't understand it I, I mean you know not for nothing, but Bryn's from Indiana. I mean, unless this is something that she would have to actually study or have an educational background in, this is probably not something that she's going to understand. Not not somebody from Indiana, though, not unless she had to have like some sort of educational background to make her understand something like this. Um, I understand it because, look, I'm from New York City. I know a lot of Jewish people. And it, it, one of my friends, um, she actually grew up Catholic. She she's from the Philippines. She grew up Catholic. She married an Israeli Jewish guy, but before she married this Israeli guy, um, she had to convert to Judaism. And it's not just converting where you know, like when you convert to Catholicism, you go to like your freaking Catholic classes, and then whatever you you have like uh, you get baptized and, and and all this other stuff. You do your communion and all and yada yada yada. It's kind of like that, but more strict. You know how like, I I mean, if I was to like give it in comparison, I I would say it's kind of like when you convert to Catholicism, but ten times more strict. <laughs> like ten times more strict because she had to do like a whole entire thing. She had to learn the freaking Israel like. I was going to say the Israeli language, but she had to learn like certain, um, she had to learn certain things in Hebrew, which is crazy because, you know, when you convert to Catholicism, they don't make you learn certain things in, in Latin. They don't make you learn it in Greek. I mean, cause that was like what the Bible was written in, right? Originally it was written like Armenic and Greek or in Latin or whatever. So like, but yeah, like when you convert to Judaism, there are certain things that you need to learn how to say in in, in in Hebrew. So it was like, and she had to learn that. She had to learn how to say stuff in Hebrew. So, um, you know, that was something that I was aware of, just being a part of New York City, being from New York City. And like I said, Bryn has not been in the New York City 
scenes for very long. So it, it was weird that she was cast as a Roni member. And we have not. Bryn is the only one whose apartment we haven't seen. And I said to Lindsay,、um, there was some dumpster gossip that I received that she was actually facing getting evicted from her apartment in New York City. I'll have more on that as I find out. But we're going to get back to the topic at hand. So sources said that Whitfield felt affronted and said something to the effect that Savasky's terminology sounds like that used by. "Quote unquote horrific people," meaning the Nazis who did evil things to your people, and that shocked Savasky. So here's something, and if we learn nothing from the whole Siggy Margaret fiasco on New Jersey, you should never tell. Like if you are not a Jewish person. You should never tell another Jewish person, especially not an Orthodox Jewish person, what they should consider evil or not. We saw that whole fiasco with Margaret, where she's sitting at the table and she's saying, "Well, Hitler would have liked me. Does that make it okay?" And then it, it was like Siggy got like so offended and insulted and everything because you know she considered herself to be really Jewish. And she didn't consider Margaret to be Jewish, even though she married a Jew. And and she kind of just considered Margaret like I don't know, kind of like fake Jewish. I don't know even know. But Siggy、uh, does like a whole explanation of it. But whatever. If you guys are interested in that, you could go <laughs> look that up with Siggy. But、um, okay, so this kind of felt like very much kind of like a recycle. A scene that was already played out in New Jersey, but in this sense, it was Bryn saying it to Lizzie. And again, two things you never talk about: you never talk politics, and you never talk religion. So, Bryn,、um, a mix, Bryn, a mixed woman from Indiana, living out in LA and now living in New York, saying how. You know what terminology should affect the Jewish people or not affect the Jewish people? Saying this to a Jewish woman, you know that kind of went sideways, and、um, that's basically how this all started. And so Lissy Savasky took it a certain way, and that's how it went from there. So. According to multiple insiders, the tension caused by the scene led to an off-camera phone call between Stavosky and Whitfield, during which they discussed the power of racial slurs. We're told that Whitfield, who is half black, used the N-word during the call, but rather than using the term N-word, she actually said the N-word. This is Bryn. Bryn said the N-word. I guess she felt okay or comfortable saying it or using it because Bryn is half black. And look, this is something that、um, I've noticed a lot of black people say. They call each other that. They say it to each other. They use it. When they're referring to themselves, and look, I this is my own personal belief, but like, if a black person feels okay using that word to refer to themselves, then they could because they're calling themselves that. You you, you know, so it, it's like 
other people might get offended, but like if you're not that person, like, like, okay. I feel like the only people who could get offended is another black person. So if a black person uses that word and then another black person gets offended, then, then they have the right to, because then they could say, Hey, I don't like it. You want to call yourself that that's fine, but don't use that word in front of me because you know what? I'm black too. And I don't like that. But now it gets kind of messy when somebody else says something and, and, and they don't like that word because now Bryn, I'm guessing Bryn felt comfortable using it because Bryn's half black. So she didn't feel there was anything wrong with her using it. But, you know, as someone who is not black does not have the right to say that, you know, she can't use that word. I don't know. I, it's, it's like, I know what I mean. But again, like I'm saying, two things that you should never talk about is politics and, and religion and I'm going to add a third thing, race. Don't talk politics, don't talk religion, and don't talk race. But anyway, well, I guess race would kind of fall into politics, right? Because they're all kind of interwined. I, I feel like politics are interwined with race. But we're, we're, we're getting a little bit ahead of ourselves. So anyway, so, so we're told that Whitfield, who was half black, used the N-word during the call, but rather than using the term N-word, she said the word it represents in full. We're told that Lizzie Savosky got the impression that Whitfield planned to tell other cast members that Savosky had also used the N-word during the call. So it's just a lot of, you know, she said, she said, and a lot of, you know, what if, what if, what if. So it seemed like it kind of blew up over Bryn wanting to be set up with a Jewish guy and Savosky not wanting to set her up with a Jewish guy. So this, this basically is what, what it all came out, like how it all started. Um, sources said that Lissy Savosky's husband, Dr. Air, Ira, no, Ira, Dr. Ira Savosky was outraged and reported the alleged incident to the show's producers. But we're told that when he recounted the call, Ira also said the actual word rather than just saying the N-word. We're later told he apologized, but the damage was done. And we're told that's when conversation began about the pair exiting the show. Insiders were keen to point out that Savosky really did also experience an, an overwhelming volume of anti-Semitic attacks online and that the N-word incident alone was not the sole reason for her leaving the show. I feel like, you know, maybe that was kind of thrown in there for an explanation or an excuse so that the whole N-word controversy didn't dominate the headlines. Again, you know, uh, Bravo likes to give the housewives whatever narrative they want to run with uh, for why they're not asked back, why they were edited out, why their scenes are cut, etc., 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 um, the episode is something of an irony, though, because before the last season of Roni, the network had been getting heat because of its all-white cast. In an attempt to readdress the issue, producers added the show's first black cast member, Albany K. Williams. But that experiment ended in disaster when Williams accused Ramona of racism, sparking a major third-party investigation that effectively ended the show as we know it. I mean, like I said, they didn't even have a reunion. Bravo announced in the spring that it planned to overhaul the show with a brand new racially diverse cast, 
but the network appears to have stepped straight into another race scandal despite going to great pains to avoid exactly that. Um, but, you know, even with uh, Savosky not making the final cut, we have Saad De Silva. She is Afro-Latina, half African, half uh Hispanic, we have model and philanthropist Upa Hassan. She is African, um, and I think she's Muslim also, right? And then we have home renovation guru Aaron Dana Litchi. She is an Israeli Jew, former J. Crew president Jenna Lyons, who is a lesbian, fashion publicist and brand consultant jesso taank who is um indian so she's south asian and whitfield bryn whitfield who is half black so the cast is definitely very diverse and much more representative of new york city than its original cast which was a bunch of old white ladies sorry i said it actually i'm not sorry i mean i mean it was true they were like a bunch of you know I mean, Ramona was like six in her 60s, right? She She's like eligible for Medicare at this point. Anyway. Thank you for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to leave a review. You can listen to NYC Gal Out on Spotify, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Until next time, we're going to get into it.